Okay, today we are going to be talking to Shane, the CEO of Design Kush. They do web and design solutions for the cannabis industry. I thought it would be cool to show some of the the digital work that's done in the cannabis industry. And I've seen some of the work that Shane's company has done. And so I reached out on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is always very useful and just had a conversation. So they're coming on the show to talk about their story experience and what it's like to work in web design, probably some marketing with cannabis brands and the cannabis space, some of the things that they run into and see if they can give you some guidance and some advice if you are interested in marketing and web design. So this should be really interesting. And I've never had two people on the show at once, so this will be a first. So let's get on the phone with Shane and Tino. Here we go. Hey, what's going on, Matt? Hey, Shane, how are you? Doing pretty good. Santino, are you there too, brother? I am. Hey. Hi, Santino. How are you? how's it going, Matt? I'm good, man. I'm good. Having a good day. Nice. Very nice. Well, I wanted to thank you both for coming on the show and uh, sharing your story and your experience and giving some advice to the people that are thinking about getting in the industry, especially in the digital space. I'm sure there's been a lot of unique challenges that come with working with cannabis brands. So thanks for your time, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, Matt. Thanks for having us and definitely love to answer any questions you and your audience is eager to learn about. And Santino's got a ton of cultivating experience and a really cool story as well. So we'll just go ahead and let you run the show. Well, thanks. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So let's just dive in. What, what brought you to cannabis? Both of you, like, why are you in cannabis web design and not working at Hewitt Packard or something like that? (laughs) Go ahead and, uh, take this first one, Shane, and I'll, I'll, I'll anchor. Yeah, right. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, gr- great question, Matt. So why are we in uh, dig- digital strategy specifically with cannabis? Uh, the short version is myself and my business partner worked at a agency prior, and when the pandemic happened, we were already working on this model. Colorado's governor declared cannabis being an essential business, and so we flipped the switch and we decided to go ahead and, and launch Design Kush, and we work with a wide variety of companies in the industry, like dispensaries and retail, the products and brands, professional services, nonprofits. Um, but our main goal, Matt, is to help as many people as possible, and then also promote the benefits of the plant and the importance of social justice reform. Um, so yeah, for us, it was a semi-segue, but we're super passionate about the plant. Um, I'm from Colorado. I was an advocate for Amendment 64 back in the day, previous bud tender. Um, nice. and then Tino's got an interesting story. He comes from the cultivating side. Um, yeah. so a little bit different. Yeah. And so how I got my start, um, you know, I was, I was cultivating here in Colorado for a long time. Um, I have plenty of friends who own dispensaries and, and get down and my family is actually part of, uh, one of the oldest land, uh, land rights battles in, in the state. Huh. Um, yeah, for the, uh, Guadalupe Hidalgo land grant down in the, uh, so my family's down from a little tucked away, you know, hideout called uh, the San Luis Valley and it's in the town of San Luis that, that we've been farming for generations. Uh, and before we got into cannabis, it was more cattle feeds, you know, uh, grasses, alfalfas, timothy, and all kinds of different grasses for, for horse and cattle feed. Yeah. 
And then, um, you know, I told my family one day, hey, look, we need to <laughs> we need to switch it up. These things aren't, aren't bringing in as much money as they were. <laughs> this could be a great thing for the local community. There was already uh, people starting to pop up and things like that. There had been growers down there in the valley kind of doing it on the low until the laws changed for a long time. So um, it was it was an easy transition for us down there. And yeah, ever since then, you know, I've just been growing, um, learning as much as I can about the cultivation process. And um, that brought me over to some buddies that I knew down in the Pueblo area, uh, Tai Chi Brothers Cultivation. And I was there for yeah, a little over a year and a half. And uh, yeah, and learned all about that uh, light deprivation indoor life, and mm. how large scale cultivations uh, work, and all the technology behind them. And that was fun. That was a good little, little transition. And then I found Design Cash, man. I, I talked to Shane, I talked to Tyler, and I want to see this kind of digital space grow. Uh, it's no. It's a no-brainer that ancillary services are the wave <laughs> in cannabis right now. So, um, yeah, I wanted to, yeah, be a part of something at the ground level that's it's actually going to push this industry forward. Well, and having that firsthand experience working in a garden, I mean, that's that's got to be a huge resource for the entire team because oh, you've been there, you know, you know what it's like. Definitely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Tino's definitely an asset to the team and it's, it's nice to have someone that can speak the cultivator language and, and for us yeah. or for me specifically I'm not a grower um, you know my hobbies I make music I like cooking and hiking I'm a science nerd but when it comes to growing cannabis um, I'm just not even going to start so it's been it's been a blessing to have Santino with us um, definitely definitely blessed to have him here yeah so what did uh, what did you do before before starting Design Kush uh, Shane yes yeah, so I've been uh well, I'm kind of a oddball. So I'm a high school and college dropout, actually. But I've been managing consumer accounts since about 2008. Uh, I worked for Verizon Wireless and the subsidiaries underneath Verizon Wireless. So I've spent about the last decade uh, working with different Fortune 500 brands, you know, Samsung, Apple. So I learned a lot about corporate America. Um, and then I left, actually, after I met my current business partner. Um, so I've been doing startups for about five years, similar models in the digital space. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I come from a, from a sales and marketing corporate America background and, um, you know, consulted thousands or excuse me, hundreds of clients on digital strategy with our startups. But as far as, uh, you know, cannabis goes, it, it's relatively new to me. I was a bud tender back in 2013 before it was, you know, it was like hardly legal. I mean, it was still legal. You had to, give, you know, you, you gave the paperwork in and like, I get, you know, stack of cash, walk to the gas station and like get a, you know, a little check stuff thing and bring that back to my boss. And that was my paycheck. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how I got into it. And, you know, like I said, my, myself, my business partner, the rest of the team, like we've really launched this platform design Kush, to move the industry forward, um, by promoting, you know, the use of these tools to help the reform of the plant. Um, just cause it's all correlated with, you know, technology and equality and the politics that all tied, tied together now in 2020. Yeah. You know, and so were you, Tino, were you working like on a ranch or what were you doing before uh, you got into cultivation? Oh, is that one for me? Yeah. So, um, yeah, we have our own, uh, our own lands out there. So we would tend our own lands. So I'd be out there bucking bales, you know, <laughs> getting cuts, the three cuts of uh, hay uh, 
a summer and we'd be building fences, you know, living the ranch life, living the good old Colorado simple life uh, out in the mountains. And uh, I had actually created my, as soon as we started to grow cannabis, uh, I tried to make it like my own little company. I was trying to employ uh, the local kids, you know, everybody who was old enough to, yeah. um, you know, to be in the fields. And yeah, we just tried to really, I tried to make it something that other people could look to in our community and say, hey, cool, look, we can also be farmers here. You know, my my dream was that we could do like they do out in the Emerald Triangle, you know, have collectives, have, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, people getting together and bud and <laughs> pooling our resources right that's that's the whole point it would make it better for everyone but that's really not how it how it works out <laughs> and and the state kind of yeah. makes it a little bit you know it challenges the the growers and all of the farmers to to get innovative and, yeah you know really have to get down with the registrations and all of the regulations so some of the some of the challenges question for both of you but since we're with you tino let's let's just keep going what yeah. What are some of the, and I ask everybody this, what are some of this, how did your friends and family react when you were like, Hey, I'm, I'm going into weed and what sort of stigma <laughs> did you deal with? Oh yeah. So, you know, the obvious, <laughs> Oh, uh, that's the gateway drug or that's, yeah. the, that's the devil's lettuce, you know? Um, and I come from a very conservative family too out there. So when I brought that to them, I said, Hey, uh, you know, I think we need to switch it up. <laughs> let's let's go to cannabis. I got a little bit of pushback for sure. They were, um, you know, questioning everything. Hey, well, how do we know that it's all legal? Are they going to be taking our land? What if the cops come? Is, can't believe this. Like, I had to tell them really that I'm a pretty dedicated consumer, <laughs> yeah. and so that's an always fun conversation too. But but you know, I think once you, people actually get educated. Like once I sat there and actually talked with my family about uh, medical uses of cannabis and really where I saw the industry going at the time that we were, you know, trying to put everything together, I told them, hey, look, I'm projecting this thing, you know, and so is everyone to be a billion dollar industry, multi-billion dollar industry. We, it'd be great to position ourselves there early so that we can, you know, capitalize on it. And I think that kind of argument, too, also was it was helpful. Yeah, the money the money can be compelling. People. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, right. So, what about you, Shane? Yeah. So for me, it was uh, very similar. Well, I don't want to say similar. I, I come from a relatively conservative family as well. Um, my family, actually, my my grandparents, they all immigrated from Italy, and then um, yeah, I mean, when I got into cannabis, I remember looking at my my, my mother and my stepfather came to, up to Boulder, Colorado, and they were sitting uh, with me at the Amendment 64 event uh, that we had set up with Terrapin Care Station in the Motet, and um, just sitting there, you know, I'm like probably 18, 19 at the time, giant beard, totally looked like a hippie, and, uh, you know, like I said, my stepdad's super conservative, and he looks over, and he's like, hey, as long as you're, as you're happy. Um, wow. Like I said, though, I went back into corporate America <laughs> after the fact, but yeah, after I got back into cannabis, my family's super supportive of it. You know, I'm, I'm, I was born in Colorado, all of my friends, you know, they own dispensaries, work at dispensaries, you know, they have their own brands or whatever. So I've gotten a ton of support uh, from it. And um, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Sam. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, I mean, having your having your friends and family support you is so huge. And every every entrepreneur that I've talked to has had that, has had their close friends right. and family just They've gone, Hey, I think he might be a little, little bonkers here, but 
we love you. We support you. <laughs> exactly. One for us too. The the big thing, like I said, the reason why we started Design Cushy Agency and, and launched this cushy platform for dispensaries was, yeah, it's a digital marketing toolbox, but it's really to allow the you know the, the general public to access cannabis easier, to shop easier. Um, but that all correlates again to reform and the social injustice around cannabis and inequality. Um, so that's, that's what my family, like when I, when I, when I, you know, spoke to them, like, Hey, this is what I'm doing. They were like, well, why they assume it's the money. And it's for me, I don't give a fuck about the money. Sorry. Pardon my French. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to come. Oh, no, you can, <laughs> but, you can, but for us, yeah. we don't give a fuck about the money, man. Like the money <laughs> will come if you're doing good. You know what I mean? Like you're doing, you wake up every day and you, and you can, just look yourself in the mirror and you feel like you're doing a good thing. I believe the money will always come. Um, <clears throat> yep. Yeah. What, what about it? <laughs> I know Tino's got some cool, uh, some cool segments on the, the day in the life as a grower. Well, yeah, that was my next, oh, yeah. yeah, that was my next question is walk me through what's, what's one of one of your days like? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, inside the garden, it's just like everybody else's right. Uh, tended plants. Uh, checking pH, <laughs> going through the through the soils, looking at looking at everything. Right? How's the microbial life inside the soil? That's how I like to farm. I know there's a lot of different grow techniques, and oh yeah, uh, you know yeah. whether you're inside outdoor. I love outdoor buds. Uh, I love full soil organic, um, and so I like to I like to keep a living soil and get some of those you know delicious looking looking bug buds that you see in the magazine. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, we so, yeah, you know, I'm up in the, yeah, exactly. So I'm up in there, you know, picking leaves and checking leaves and making sure everything's green, looking for abnormalities, anything that we might be needing as far as amending soils and things like that. And then, you know, just making sure they survive, giving them love, playing some music, smoking up some of their, <laughs> some of their ancestors. And yeah. <laughs> having a good time. So how many plants do you oversee? Um, so right now, since I'm not at a licensed facility, it's just for um, personal use. Oh. So we got our 20. Yeah. So in Colorado, we are only allowed the 24. So we got our 24. Yeah. I mean, but still that, that can be a lot to manage. Oh yeah. It can definitely be a lot to manage. <laughs> we have them in two greenhouses and uh, we, you know, I, I like them big. So we, we try to go in uh, veg them out. Um, as much as we can during the during the winter months and in the beginning of spring, so that when we throw them out, we can get some nice, uh, you know, some nice monsters hanging out in the garden. Yeah. What about you, Shane? What's a what's a normal day at the office for you? Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, let me like say one thing too, real quick. Uh, in light of Tino's comments, we're going to be doing a blog series too about growing. So if anyone is yeah. wanting to get some tips and tricks, um, obviously we're in Colorado, but we'll be pushing that over onto the design Kush blog. Um, so I think that, yeah, that'll be super cool. But yeah, a day in the life for me is polar opposite to Tino. I've got a little aloe vera plant on my desk. I water it about <laughs> um, as often as I remember. Uh, but yeah, I, I basically, right now I'm working on some business development for design Kush. We're launching this platform called Cushy. It'll be available uh, October 23rd at trycushy.com. We're launching a music video as well called Let's Win Together. Uh, Santino is going to be the, the highlight for that. But yeah, right now, that's basically what I'm working on is some, some marketing, growth hacks for Design Cush and Cushy, and then just really uh, growing our team. And then uh, we've got some cool clients that we've been working with. We just uh, finished the last Prisoner Project website. 
They're a nonprofit that helps with cannabis reform. We did that on a pro bono project. Love yeah. them. What's up, LPP? And then uh, we're in the process of uh, hopefully, uh, yeah, next week, we're going to be working with a company called Easy Vending. Uh, they have a proprietary solution for uh, like a CBD cannabis uh, vending machine. So they've got one that's going to be dropping in Greeley, Colorado next week. So we're going to be doing a little commercial with them, launching their website. Um, yeah, we got some cool things coming. But yeah, man, I'm textbook burnout entrepreneur, 12 hours a day, eight <laughs> days a week. Yeah. Um, so, so you're creating, so you're creating content as well. Uh, I, I, so I kind of help with just the, uh, you know, I orchestrate the content. We've got a team. Tyler has a design manager that has, I think five content creators underneath of him. And then what we do right now is we're creating content for our platform as well as our clients. Um, but like I said, we're launching this music video on October 23rd with a new platform and that's called let's win together. We're going to be running that hashtag let's win together. And it's basically, uh, the PG rated music video about cannabis reform. We've got some of our partners and influencers that are going to help us with it. Cool. Um, yeah, that's pretty much got my focus right now, but we are hiring for business development too. So I know you've got a bunch of people in your network. Um, yeah. If you know anyone looking to, to jump on a team, we're looking. Well, yeah. I mean, I, um, I saw the work that you did with last prisoner project, which is why I reached out to you. And uh, oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, the, the the website redesign is is fantastic, and it's something that I myself am going through with with our cannabis, which is the our cannabis jobs for all, which is the nonprofit workforce development organization. So I was like, oh my god, that's such a huge thing to to undertake, and I just went, okay, yeah. these well, guys are cool. For, for a smaller, well, I don't want to say a smaller company because we have a ton of experience. I mean, we have decades of experience amongst our team. Um. But yeah, this is the last prisoner project is definitely it's the proudest thing I've ever done, worked on. And like I said, it was a pro bono project. Yeah. Um, but yeah, change is coming. So. Yeah, yeah, and it's great work. And you know, for me, it, and our cannabis, we're the second step. So once someone has a record cleaned, now we need to get them gainful employment. And more often than not, the the thing that was hurting them, the cannabis criminal record is the thing that qualifies them to get a job. And so exactly. Right. Yeah. We're, we're really okay. the second car <laughs> in that, in that train and in that process. And so we work with organizations like last prisoner project and, and try to create a, a pipeline to, uh, to really help people. We're not, we're not affiliated with yeah, LPP at, form, at right? this point. Um, but that's something that has conversations that we would very happily have with them. So yeah, I think that's that's great, and there there are so many issues in cannabis, and it can be so difficult. And I think that for the people that aren't in the industry, they don't understand how challenging it can be, especially in the digital space, because a lot of the things that if I owned a cookie shop, there's all sorts of things that I could do on social media very cheaply at scale that we can't right. do in cannabis. Right. So talk to talk to me about some of the challenges that you guys help solve in the digital space? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I'd say first and foremost, for me personally, it was, um, I had to take a step back and say, hey, where's the compliance at with all this? What do the fundamentals look like? I actually went through Green, uh, Green Flowers Cannabis Fundamentals course just to get a, a quick refresh because obviously things have changed since 2013. Yeah. 
Um, but for us, really what it comes down to, Matt, is, is consulting, educating, and pointing in the right direction for where people can gain more information on what's right, what's wrong, et cetera. Um, but for us, we're seeing some, some new things happen. By way of example, Instagram launched a, a feature maybe in the last month or so. Um, but it's basically an age gate. So cannabis, you know, you've got to have your age gate in the United States, Canada, et cetera. Yeah. So Instagram kicked an age gate. I doubt it was for cannabis specifically, but, but my point is, um, we're starting to see trends in the space that favor the benefit of, of cannabis. Um, oh. so I think it's just a matter of time. And right now, like I said, um, I don't even look at us as a digital marketing company. I don't even think of it as us, you know, selling digital strategy. Really what, what, it, what we do, Matt, is, is education and uh, handholding. And we love it. Like, let's get, when we set up our SOP, aside from, you know, donating 5% of our proceeds to, to, you know, companies that help reform, we wanted to kind of bridge the gap and remove subjective design in, in all those cases where people just don't understand um, we wanted to be that team that can help teach, train, or at least be there. And if we don't know, we'll admit it and we'll send you to someone that does. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, I do that. But a yeah, lot. I would say fun, <laughs> fundamentals and co- fundamentals and compliance, man, that's, that's the number one thing right now. Um, and just, just understand it. So you respect the plant. <laughs> that's, that's my opinion. Yeah. So, and this is a question for both of you. What do you think the digital trend in, in cannabis is? Uh, I, I'll go ahead on this one too. So I see, I see a lot of, and for a while I've been seeing this, right? People needing to move to having websites, having mobile, um, having things that you can interact with because now you can't be face to face, right? With your right. customer base. Um, so everything that we know also about the digital space, you need to, you need to be catching eyes, right? You need to be, people need to engage with you. So not only do you need to get their attention, but then you need to have good call to action, right? Now that they're there, what are they doing? Well, mm. you know, <laughs> that's, that's what all these companies need to be thinking about. Yeah. The internet is like the ultimate resource. <laughs> well, and your, your website is often the first impression for new customers and, you know, valuable resource to your current ones. So for us, you know, we look at providing an innovation web solution for that, but then the focus is elevating you know, the overall brand aesthetics and then maximizing and, mar- you know, marketing efforts, but mainly improving the customer experience. Um, and that all ties into strategy and business goals and market segments and all that. And we're seeing a big change right now. We're seeing, we're seeing people ask questions and wanting to learn more, which for me, like that's fucking exciting because <laughs> the last five years in the digital space as an educator, I've kind of banged my head against the desk one too many times, but now being in a space that I love and I have people coming to us saying, Hey, like talk to me about cannabis websites or cannabis SMS marketing or cannabis SEO or ads. Um, they're not as scared to discuss it, which is great because they still have tax uh, limitations on this stuff. Um, but yeah, it's as good as changing. When do the, when do the business owners come to you? And, and do they, more often than not, I get clients that, and bless, bless the, bless the ones that come to me and they're like, Hey, I need a master grower in six months. I'm like, Oh, thank God. <laughs> thank you. More often than that, though, what I get is I get a call and Hey Matt, we're going to launch in two weeks and we need an entire staff. And I go, what dude, I'm, I'm great at my job, but I'm not a fucking wizard. So Holy crap. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like way too much yeah. magic over there. Right. <laughs> like, 
So well, and that's cannabis, though, right? It that's, is. That's what that's what people expect right now is this fast moving industry, and um, yeah, people want what they want, what they needed last you know last month. Yeah, and so people come to me, you know, on fire, and they're like, oh, I need everything right now. How do people approach you? Uh, yeah, so for us, so we we do work on. Uh, like an outbound strategy. So we've got a, myself and the team focuses on doing outreach through, you know, social media, things like that. But we also have some inbound tools, uh, different landing pages and chat tools. And we run uh, like Instagram live uh, campaigns with like our partners and, uh, you know, clients and really just try to create an ecosystem um, that showcases who we are. And that's helped in the last, I think, five months. Um, we've seen some awesome market feedback, especially when we, we gained LPP. Yeah. Uh, we partnered with Dutchie and then responsible. That's when we saw the traction, uh, for us take off. Um, but yeah. And then it's, and, and the thing too, man, is like being, being coming from a sales background, you know, running outbound teams, working in an inbound role, BMW. Um, like I said, I'm just fucking excited that I actually have people in cannabis now that are, that are interested about this. This is, this used to be something and it still is an SMBs that you have to basically shove down people's throats. And I hate to say it that way, but that's basically what it is because so many people are trained in a theory of marketing and not the actual results. So there's so mm. many bad practices and subjective, um, you know, companies out there. Uh, but yeah, for us, it's, we're switching to an inbound model and then really just, like I said, trying to create that ecosystem and working our partner uh, avenues. So what does that mean? Inbound, outbound? What do you mean by that? Yeah, great. Yeah, great question, right? I always assume that everything I say, everybody else already knows. <laughs> um, so yeah, basically in layman's terms, outbound is you doing physical outreach to individuals. So by way of example, you know, cold calling, using social media, using emails, uh, you know, even hiring an assistant to do that for you. Inbound is the opposite. So inbound, uh, what's common now in 2020 is, is inbound content. Uh, so by way of example, again, you know, creating landing pages, blog posts that are compelling, social media content, using high call to action for people that are, you know, possibly interested in what you're offering. You want to get them to engage, right? That's the main thing. Content is king. Engagement is queen. That's kind of the, the new little thing flowing around the space. Um, and for us, we believe it's 50-50. Uh, you'll hear a lot of people, like I'm a cold calling guy hard. Like I believe in calling people on the phone still. And, and, mm -hmm. and it's not out of a like a shark mindset, it's really out of a respect mindset because I hate getting fucking cold emails. I don't even read them. I spam them. You know, I, put oh you, I put you in spam. Yeah. yeah, so so for us, we look at contacting qualified companies that look like they're a good fit and we're, you know, we're respectful. We follow up like fucking crazy and mm -hmm. that's basically our claim to fame, man. Yeah, yeah it's not, yeah, gl it's not sure, glorious. I'm sure they're tired of it. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the people that are going to use the service are going to and the people that aren't going to are just going to say no. And persistence it, it, and annoyance. We try to balance. That. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And, and we're just it, excited. <laughs> it can be, it can be education where I've had that, where, you know, if, if we're having a party next week, I show up today and that I'm, I'm always early to the party. And so it's like, Hey, yeah. you know, I'm talking to you now because next week you're going to want to know, like, we're going to want to know each other. So just, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's just mellow out and just sit tight. <laughs> and then they call me and they're like, Holy fuck. I need everybody. Like, yeah. Right. I no, and that week. happens. It's great when it happens though. It kind of, you know, it kind of makes you feel good because that definitely, it happens to us though. I mean, all day I was going to make a post on LinkedIn yesterday about it. Everyone's always talking about, you know, their wins. 
I got told no like two times yesterday and got hung up a handful of times. I want to start talking about that stuff. Like the shit people don't know about that's like on the back end. Like everyone always sees like your awesome brand and, and, and what you put on Instagram, but no one sees the blood, sweat and tears behind the screens, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. that's the real meat and bones. Right? The meat and potatoes. Well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So what does it take? Uh, both of you guys, what's your opinion? What does it take to work in the digital space in cannabis? You know, what, what do you think? Because you're coming from the cultivator side, so I'd be curious because we're going to have different opinions on this. Yeah, definitely. I think so. <laughs> so, um, and and kind of just the challenges I see coming into cannabis in general, right? Uh, the education aspect. When people don't understand uh, the industry in general, um, the laws around the industry, it's going to be difficult for them to get in here. Uh, I think also you gotta you gotta kind of know and respect the culture of this industry. It's not like any other industry that we have. Fact, you know, it's yeah. it's definitely the it comes from activism. It comes from people caring about each other. Right, this plant uh, is medicine, so you got to think of it like that. It's not pharmaceutical, right? It's not it's not like Pfizer's in here trying to you know maximize profit. That's not what this is about. Shit, not um, yet. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, in Marlboro and others, that's not what I see people's ambitions to get like that, right? To get like those big companies. But you got to remember this this comes from, you know, struggle. This this whole movement came out of a whole lot of people hurting. So I think you need to just respect that coming into this game and, you know, try to incorporate those kinds of values into your business. Uh, I think that'll be, you know, you'll be set. <laughs> yeah. What's your thoughts, Shane? Yeah, so I was just thinking about it. That was a good, good remarks, Tino. And, and, and one thing to throw out there, too, when it comes to cannabis, um, Santino has major seniority over me. Like I said, I'm not a fucking grower. Like, I come from the digital side. I've been using cannabis since I was about 12. Um, so for me, well, it'll be a two-part answer. So as far as coming into cannabis, I agree with everything Santino said. Be sincere. Be real, because this, this is a yeah. small yeah. niche group. It'll eat you the fuck up if, you, mm-hmm. if you're fake and bullshit. Yeah. Um, there's still going to be some fast talkers, C-level movers and shakers that are going to make those moves into the pharmaceutical avenues and the marbles and whatever, but like power to them. It's just going to grow the, you know, the marketplace. Because I oh, really yeah, exactly. feel... You need those for sure, right? Yeah, exactly. And I feel sincerely that as long as the industry and, in, and the individuals in the industry stick true to the roots, no pun intended. Um, I believe that regardless of how corporate America and, and corporate economy impacts cannabis, it'll still have that original uh, feel and nostalgia to it almost. And not even nostalgia. I say nostalgia for me, but like Tino said too, the pain and all the bullshit behind it. Um, so yeah, if you want to get into cannabis, it's, it's a, I don't want to say it's a lifelong venture, but you might want to consider it to be a lifelong venture. It's not an easy jump. Um, and then cannabis digital space, refine your fucking brand. Just make your brand look good. <laughs> it doesn't even matter if we do it. Like, just make your brand look good. Get a good logo, good website, good copy. Get your social media going. And if that's not your lane, if it's not your wheelhouse, ask for help. There's a bunch of stuff that we don't know how to do as a company. So we ask for help. Right. Um, and I say this just because I see so many bad websites. Um, and, and, you know, power to them. You're taking action. You're doing it yourself. And then that's why we're launching Try Cookies. We're going to be, like I said, deploying a ton of different templates. It's going to be kind of like Wix, so a drag and drop 
builder where you can go in there, grab a template, uh, you know, punch in your business info, your logo, whatever. Um, we're going to be deploying that dispensary templates first, but then we're going to be adding in ancillary. Yeah, straight up. And go look around you, man, right? Go check out these other companies. Look what they're doing. Right? The, the people who have success have success for a reason. Cookies brand is what it is for a reason, right? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Right. <laughs> Gary Payton's just the lemonade stands and all this. That's what you need to strive for. Something that pops and then something that's, you know, real to the culture. And something that has a great brand strategy. <laughs> like, yeah, who, who does it better? <laughs> I don't know. So can you make a livable wage working in the digital space? Honestly, man, I have in the past. Yes. I've, I've been taken very well care of in the past. Right now, uh, as we build this brand, uh, we're basically all living on top ramen diets right now. <laughs> it's okay. It. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. The, yeah I think going into next year, we'll, we'll be taken care of. Like I said, at the end of the day, like we don't give a fuck about the money because the, the number one thing for us is, is it's important what we're doing. Um, so we trust that as long as we stick, you know, true to our, our roots and what we said that we set out to do, the money will come. Um, well, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's different than sitting there and wishing, you know, I'm hungry. If I, if I think hard enough, I'm going to get a cheeseburger in my lap rather than going Maybe out and getting after it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If that yeah. was the case. Yeah. Well, um, and that's the number one thing right there is, is going out and getting after it. Yeah. It's um, effort. One thing that, one thing that I can say that cannabis is very open and friendly to that, that most businesses and people, you know, strive to look for is, if you're a hard worker mm. and like you're one of those people who be like, oh yeah, Matt busts ass, like he mm -hmm. follows through on stuff, he's a good person. That's what we need in cannabis. We need people that follow through. We need semi-professional people that understand the culture, and we need uh, people that understand the culture that are semi-professional. It's, it's got to be both. It can't be yeah. one or the other. Um, well, it's, it's you, what it is. You hit that on the head earlier, Tino, and it was it's it's something that I've been saying quite well for quite a while it cannabis is interesting in that it's, it's very serious business, but also right. it's cannabis. So it's not, you know, we're not doing heart surgery so we can be, right. we can be cool, but not too cool. We can be square, but not too square. So it's, it's got this duplicitousness where it's, it's kind of like it's loose, but serious at the same time. Right. And I think that, I think that throws a lot of people because I look like, I look like a biker. And when I start talking, like, <laughs> when I start talking like an like executive, <laughs> people kind of, they look at me a little bit different and I go, yeah, this is cannabis. This, this is cannabis looks exactly. Don't mean right? anything just like this. <laughs> yeah. And the guy with the neck tattoo and the rainbow hair, he's probably a fucking rock star bud tender or a grower. You wouldn't know about six, nine. Oh no! No, fuck that! Uh, yeah, know? fuck no, that! Fuck that guy! Uh, first of all, yeah, fuck I, him. I, I, I saw him handing out CDs on Instagram yesterday. I was like, damn, they don't want to listen to his music anymore. Yeah, no, fuck, fuck him. But, yeah, fuck him. But no, you're totally right. That is cannabis. You know, I'm I got long hair and a beard. My business partner, well, I'm I'm working on my beard. Taz got a real beard. Um, but yeah, that 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 is cannabis. It's it's a Jack and Janival trade. Um, and everyone's got a very unique style. That's kind of what makes it you know cool. Yeah. So when you're hiring, when you're hiring people, what do you look for? Yeah. So great question. So when, when we're hiring, so we've done this year, we've gone through a couple different hiring rounds. We hired a customer success team. 
uh, biz dev and in some SDRs. Obviously, with hiring, you lose some, but we gain the best. So when we, well, we look for, let me back up, actually. When we sent out our first campaign map, what we actually asked serious people to do was, hey, if you're really serious, send us a 60-second video. Mm, yeah. Why you want to join the industry? Um, and that's why Santino's here. His video, he fucking he killed it. And if you look at our website now, there's a little video uh, there, too. You can check it out. But yeah, basically we we did that and we went through a couple hundred applications, interviews, brought on the team, and then uh, right now we're actually hiring uh, some biz dev champs. But what we really look for is behavior. For me personally, as the CEO, I look for behavior. I don't care if you have cannabis experience, sales experience, digital experience. Yeah, I do want you to understand that. Um, but I don't care if you have cannabis experience. Uh, really, what I'm looking for is behaviors because I'm I'm trying to not have bad habits in our ecosystem. Mm -hmm. um, and when I say that, I'm saying that because I, I come from, you know, a sales background. And sometimes when you're in an ecosystem with individuals, you pick up habits, right? And so mm -hmm. with that, we look for behaviors around, you know, following through. Um, we even do these like little cognitive bias, like tests through Indeed and a couple other cool things. Um, but yeah. yeah, as far as well, hiring. Well, fu fuck Indeed. I just have, for the record, I just have to say fuck Indeed. On principle, uh, no. Why is that? Well, because you know it's it's about the mission, and what yeah, is true. what is what does indeed do for the cannabis industry? What have they done for the cannabis industry? That nothing. And exactly, it for me, I'm in direct competition with them. I'm a legacy cannabis entrepreneur. I've got stripes. I've done time, and I've I, I've been through the ringer for this. And also, I've serviced thousands and thousands of people when nobody else was willing or able to do that. And so when I look at apples to apples to indeed, they have scale without a doubt and they have budget without a doubt, but what do they add to the workforce? How, how do they enrich the, the, the people? Yeah. yeah. I mean, if, I if someone goes to indeed and they have no experience in cannabis and they want to learn about cannabis, indeed it has nothing for them. If they come, yeah, indeed has no resources for them. Right. If they come to handgrown.jobs or if they go through the, our cannabis workforce development programs, we use our decades of experience as vertical operators at scale in Michigan to add value. That way people walk into the space with eyes wide open and they can right. manage their expectations and they can have an idea of what it's like to work in the cannabis industry. They can have a tailored and a specific resume that will translate their experience into a cannabis specific job. So it's, it's going to men's warehouse. Yeah, you can get a suit or you can go to a bespoke tailor. We're the bespoke tailor. Right. So there's my, yeah. there's and my, what, there's my commercial what, for the podcast. Thanks for that. Well, I was going to say too, and, and this is why I love cannabis, Matt. So like for, for us, Indeed was a quick, quick solution, right? We work with, um, you know, LeafWire, we do some job stuff there and then also cannabis team. And then Banks has also helped us um, just do some basic outreach stuff. But for, for cannabis, the reason why I'm making this comment is that's why I love the industry is we have individuals like you that have earned their stripes, that have fucking put in the blood, sweat, and tears in and understand that, you know, right now we need lean, scrappy individuals. Um, and so I feel like for people that are looking to get into cannabis that maybe haven't been in cannabis before, I would totally agree. Um, you know, Indeed is, is a basic website where you can just check out job applications. But if you were looking for something like more specific, I would definitely consider, you know, working with a platform like what you have. And um, I took a look at the videos that you did 
uh, up there. Yeah, there was like a couple minutes, like yeah. five minute videos you had doing interviews at that event up there. So that I love that. That's super personalized, and and that's really I wish we could duplicate you. Um, you just need a bunch of minions, and then, <laughs> then we'll, be, we'll be good there. <laughs> but um, but yeah, and that just shows the where we're at in the, in the ecosystem of what the world is, right? We've got companies like Indeed, companies like yours, companies like ours, individuals that are interested in coming to cannabis, individuals like Tino that have grown up in cannabis, and then individuals like me that have just smoked it since I was 12 and love it. <laughs> um, so yeah, man, it's, it's definitely the synergy, as they say, right? <laughs> it's all about some synergies. Cannabis networking, synergy. So what do you guys do to uh, prevent burnout? Because the work never ends. Oh, man, right. man. <laughs> Well, uh, for me, Matt, I like to, you know, hang out with my dog. Uh, I got a little bully, so she keeps me busy. Uh, and, and smoking, man, you know, I, I'm big into CBD strains right now. Uh, I've been trying to find a couple that have a good little, you know, like, one-to-one, two-to-one little uh, ratio so that I can get get high, but also, you know, chill. relax. <laughs> What about you, Shane? What are you doing to relax these days, man? Oh, oh man. man, besides besides trying to understand that concept still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no, man, this is a great, great question, actually, because in the last, uh, well, basically in the last 29 years, like I said, I've been like a textbook burnout, but I recently just took it into my personal interest to, you know, fucking stop doing that. So I was averaging about four hours of sleep for a long time. Um, so I first thing I started to work on, I was like, right, I got to get my sleep back on track. Um, and the reason why this all happened is I did, I did burn out. I burnt out on the team and they were all like, dude, you're working too much. Like you look like shit. So for me, I was like, okay, if I'm burnt out, I can't help the team. If I can't help my team, then we're not going to be able to help the industry. Um, so for me, sleep is number one, number two is food. And then I would say number three, um, if I'm not binging on Star Trek or like making music, I'm hanging out with my girlfriend. Uh, what's up, Lauren? Shout out the clinic. My girlfriend's a manager at, uh, the clinic Colorado great century here but um yeah that's basically it man or i do some hiking i just i just got into hiking this year uh i've hiked maybe like 60 total miles uh just this summer so far which is cool because i broke my foot a couple years ago and i had to teach myself how to walk and shit so just being back out on the mountains is awesome yeah um, so what do yeah, you don't don't burn out <laughs> well yeah so you know at being at the helm chain what do you do to to safeguard your employees from burning out uh, well, at first I was learning tough lessons and I was burning out myself and being like, Hey team, you know, that thing I just did. Yeah. Don't do that. Right. <laughs> uh, but for me, like I said, I'm trying to position myself as a, as a teacher and an educator. And that's not just within digital strategy and the cannabis industry. That's also within my, my small team and just trying to make them better. Cause when Tyler and I launched this, it wasn't, you know, we want to set up this big giant company. We wanted to set up a lifestyle company. So it was like, you know, Tino's got a music project going on too. Like he's got his plans. Like, our brand coordinator, Alexis, she lives down in Texas and she's like a, like a food blogger and an influencer. So we want to have people still be able to live their lives. Um, and this was pre pandemic too. We yeah. already have this mindset. Um, I think that you see this a lot with some of the younger generations, but yeah, I would just say, I try to coach as much as I can. I mean, Tino will, will back me on this. I probably burn myself out because I talk so much, but I, I feel like I get a couple of <laughs> good words in. I don't know. Um, yeah, no, there's definitely some nuggets in there. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a couple nuggets amongst the coal. But yeah, basically, for me, man, it's self-care. I'm getting ready to start a, a personal, I'm getting a personal trainer with Champ City starting October 1st. I'm going to quit vaping nicotine. 
And um, yeah, man, just sticking to the cannabis and just trying to stay balanced so I can, you know, help as much as I can. So and, you know, it's that vitamin E acetate, it'll kill you. Everybody stop smoking them vapes. Yeah, man, get off of it. <laughs> like I literally, I picked it up heavy this year, um, maybe in, in light of the stress and everything going on, but um, I've noticed it's just impacted my performance you know, hiking and even talking on the phone, I randomly start coughing and yeah, man, get off, get off the nicotine bait, get yourself off the CBD or some, some yeah. good old THC. Mm. So what are some of the challenges working in? I'm just going to do some rapid fire questions. What are yeah. some of the, in, in both of your views, what are some of the challenges working in cannabis? You know, um, challenges. Ah, well, just never enough, never enough time of the day. <laughs> I think that's about yeah, it. That's the truth. And then also it's a plant, right? So on the cultivation side, it takes a while to grow. <laughs> I think yeah. those are the biggest challenges too, for me at least. Go ahead, Shane. Uh, I would, yeah, I agree with that. Same thing. You're at the mercy of the plant. And, um, I would say the number one thing that I see is uh, I just, I really want to see the, the social reform happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, the criminal injustice, that, that to me, um, I've got a family member that's locked up. My business partner has, uh, I know his brother got in trouble for just a cannabis offense and it affected him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so for me, it's, it, it, like I said, I'm super passionate about uh, just the injustice and, and fighting that. Yeah. Okay. So uh, what makes you say yes to a client? What makes us say yes to a client? Yep. Uh, so for us, we, we say no to clients, which a lot of people don't do that. We will. Well, say that was no my next question. Well, yeah, that was my next well, one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say, yeah, really what it is, is why do we say no is the first question. So we say no if we don't feel like it's a good fit for, you know, our services and their vision, or maybe it's not in line with our wheelhouse. We won't take on a project if we, if we can't guarantee like, fuck yeah, we can get results on this. If we can't look at a brand, look at the vision, look at the goals and reverse engineer a tangible, quantifiable action plan, we have to say no because mm. that's what good business is. Um, you know what I mean? And, and as far as the ones we say yes to, it's the opposite of that. So clients that, that generally have a good brand and a vision going, maybe they're already established or they just acquired funding so they have a budget to build the brand. Um, that's, yeah, I'd say those are the, the number two reasons for yes and no. Hmm. Okay. And then how is working in cannabis different than other industries? I know, right? You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, she, the, the <laughs> obvious, and we've even talked about it. We talked about it throughout this interview, right? Um, the culture is different. Uh, there is, it's not federally legal, <laughs> right? Um, we're, everybody's kind of working off different platforms in these different states. We're in Colorado, you're in Michigan. So like even there, uh, I'm not, and I'm not sure of the legalities in your state. I'm, I know you guys are medical. I'm not it's sure if you guys are there. recreational, right? Yeah, we're both. But, um, you're both? Okay. Yep. See, and so I'm sure that our laws are different because here in Colorado, right, ours are in our constitution and other places, they're just kind of like, laws that they've made and set yeah. into yeah. In paper on a desk. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and some people are still figuring it out. So those are some, some of the main, main differences. Uh, your contacts aren't going to be all in the same place. Your distribution is limited to, to your state, sometimes not even some counties. So like, yeah, I don't know. It's, 
there's a lot of a lot of things you got to consider before getting in the game. Yeah, yeah, and, and and I would yeah I would agree with everything Santino said. Um, aside from everything at face value, you know why is cannabis different from you know normal corporate America or even you know alcohol and tobacco? Uh, it's the culture aspect. It's just a different culture. It comes from just a different history. Um, obviously, there's still prohibition tied to it, but that's also tied to our government. So, you know, again, just fighting criminal injustice uh, and just reimagining the drug policy, as is, is LPP would say, that's like their main thing, actually, is fighting criminal injustice and reimagining drug policy. And that's that's how I see it. It's like, if you're going to get into this industry, like, you need to understand those things. Um, and, and I'm not saying you have to be an expert at it. Just understand it, at least at face value, so you can have a conversation around it and at least enable yourself to learn more. Um, when right. you don't understand the basics of something, it's really hard to even pick it up, right? Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna put that question right back on you, Matt. I was gonna, I, say, what are some, I was, I was gonna ask <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. What are, what are some of the things that you see that uh, that are different about our industry? What challenges kind of are, are you facing out there in Michigan? Yeah, especially for you up in Michigan. Mm. Well, yeah, perceptions, first and foremost, and mm-hmm. the, the, yeah. the scope and availability of, of work and the pace of professional development. I think that a lot, of, a lot of people come to me and they're just excited and they want to be a part of it. And they, they literally go, Matt, I don't give a shit. I just want to be a part of this. And what I've seen is people, they they're drawn to the cannabis industry because it has a purpose and it's a place where people, an individual can have an impact on an entire industry. That's unprecedented. That doesn't exist in the world. And that's really unique. And that's, that's a draw because people want to have meaning from, from their work. So the, the difference is the impact that a person can have on the world. They can have a hand in shaping. And then another major difference between cannabis and other industries is how fast you can climb the ladder. You know, we've got, there's a, there's a podcast with Tyler. I've been doing a running story with him and he has been promoted three times since his last company move. And he left a company. It was just life kind of took them different directions. It was, it was on good terms, but he ended up going to another company in West Michigan and he's, He's got a, a raise, a significant raise from the time he got there. He's bumped up the ladder three times. He's going to be overseeing the whole region of, of West Michigan probably in the next year. And it's just based on him. It, it's, his, it's his drive, his effort. And in, in traditional industries, there's always someone above you. And so the, the hungry and the ambitious either just get log jammed or they become entrepreneurs or they just get frustrated and kind of like fizzle out the right. passion where in cannabis, the big difference is sky's the limit. It's open roads and there's no speed limits. You can just, you can punch it and don't cross borders with plants. Yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep that in the metaphor world and not in the literal one. Yeah. Uh, so those are just a couple of the, the, the face value differences between the cannabis industry and the, and the other ones. I think that it's a place that individuals can carve out and define what work is for them. And more often than not, I say, look, just take a job, develop a relationship with the, with the CEO, the boss, the owners, whoever. And once that trust is formed, 
go to them and say, Hey, I have this skill set, and you guys need this. I want to do this because it'll help us. And more often than not, the owners go, Oh my God, that was a blind spot. Thank you for telling me. And, and, and it happens. So it's, it's unprecedented in, in just in quite a few different ways. But I think the biggest, one of the biggest things is the lack of understanding that those opportunities are there and that it's opportunities for all. And that it doesn't really, it doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter if you smoke weed or not. It, it just boils down to someone's effort and willingness to get in. And so my primary job is helping people. And really, I'm focused on the caregivers of Michigan, which are the people that have been growing weed for, for more than a decade and caring for people. Right. Exactly. They, right. The people who got a lot of that skin in the game. <laughs> right. Yeah. And they lost a lot of that skin. I'm one of those people. Exactly. And so exactly. my focus right now is on October 1st, Michigan is not going to allow caregiver product into the system any longer, which means uh, that, what? which means that caregivers are going to lose a primary revenue source. And it, exactly. we're not going to get into the semantics of whether that was the intention of the program or not. This is the reality of the program. <laughs> and right. these are people that are, and, and Santino, you know what I'm talking about? Because as a grower, we're, yeah. for, we're ferociously right. independent people. And, and, right, uh, and and that was always my goal, right? Like I right. said, it's a jump that I wanted. To, you want to have a collective bargaining power, right? You want to kind of have a weed union, but the laws make it so where you can't have a weed union, right? <laughs> Basically, and so growers are are accustomed to having a lot of power and authority over themselves, and that's going to change. And what's going to happen is yeah. they're going to lose money, and then enforcement is going to get stepped up because now caregivers will be. Uh, taking money from the state coffers away from tax revenues. And, and, and the state doesn't, they just won't abide. Right. Exactly. So right. The state does, they this, want this money. <laughs> this very challenging thing is going to become less profitable and more dangerous. And yeah. so my focus now, and, and it has been from, from day one, handgrown.jobs was built for the community, by the community. We have a FUBU model for us, by us. And the same thing well, with, with our cannabis. It's, right. Guys, I, I talk to so many growers that if I just sit down in a room with them and talk to them, I can say, this guy, can he can grow tender, loving soil. He can handle 200 plants and on a perpetual cycle. He's not a total asshole or a liar, and he, right. he, could, he could work with other people. And so a lot of what I've, what, what's happened is I've turned into an evaluator, and I That's slot people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's just because I can speak the language. Uh, right. You know, Santino and I could sit here and we can shoot the, shoot the shit about growing. And it's, it's like two car mechanics <laughs> talking, talking about working on cars. We know the language. Yeah. Well, more often than not, a lot of business owners don't possess that language and it, it's known that I do and that I'll, I'll give a fair shake. And like you, Shane, I have the prerogative of turning work away and I do. Because people's values and ethics and their missions matter to me and who they are matters. And, right. but that being said, I, I work with a former prosecutor from Florida and I work with a former police officer in Detroit and their, their actions matter. Their, their history right. is important, but who they are is more important to me. And so when, when 
a caregiver wants to get a job and I've got a job right now, I could heck, I could have a master grower be vested in a company, have insurance and make a base, a base salary of $80,000 a year. Like that's, that, that's nothing to shirk shoulders at because after a caregiver has paid for all their equipment, nutrients and all that other stuff, that's about what they're making. But with, right. but without right. a W2, with a risk of civil, civil asset forfeiture, no knock warrants, and without insurance. And for your life. Also, right. Life, you know, these days, it's, right. getting, uh, it's getting ridiculous. So <laughs> the the problem that that we solve within the, the private company, Jobs and the nonprofit, our cannabis, is unless I sit down and talk to somebody and I say, yes, Santino can do this. He's the guy you should hire him to do this role. It caregivers don't know how to, and most people in general don't know how to make a resume focus for the cannabis industry. You make a resume for the job you want and right. caregivers by, by the environment that we've come up in, we have been conditioned to hide what we know because <laughs> right. if you well, post that's your bread and butter, right? So it, you hide it, but now People want resumes, they want references, they want this, all this normal business stuff, which caregivers don't have. And that's a big problem because there, there's a limited, there's not a lot of licenses in Michigan for cultivation. There needs to be more. And there's not a lot of guys that could come here and run these facilities, even some of the smaller ones. There are caregivers that could do that. But if a caregiver can't get a job, then, then the whole industry suffers. And the way a caregiver gets a job is the first, the first impression is a resume. And if they don't know how to make a resume, then they don't get the interview. They don't get the job and everybody suffers. So that's really the focus of, of what our organization is, is mission driven to help the people who have been caring for the patients of, of Michigan, but also within the, within the entire nation. And so back to the original question, the difference is more often than not, it's, Working in cannabis is purpose driven. And I make no I make no apologies. I got into cannabis to fucking make money because there's a lot of money to be made in cannabis. And I did, and that's great for me. But also I and my team over over the last decade, almost eleven years, have helped a fuck ton of people in a in a ton of different right. ways. So it's it's good to be profitable and it's good to have a purpose. And that's that's what I'm seeing is one of the differences in cannabis is that more often than not, I'm finding brands and I'm curious about your guys' opinion. I'm finding brands that are either doing lip service for social justice and, and any multitudes of issues just, just to kind of say that they're doing it. But I'd say the majority of brands and companies that I work with, they walk the walk. If there's something right out there yeah. in the street putting in, yeah, the grunt work, right? Well, well that's the, I don't know. They, yeah, be, exactly. they believe I in love. the mission. They believe that they can do, they can, they can do good in the world. Right. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, that's neat, that's man. Cool. I'm, I'm out in the street. Yeah. I, I have a big social, in my music, uh, I have a big social justice uh, focus. And, and, you know, like you said, you got to walk the walk. So I'll be out there at the Capitol buildings and the, you know, in the streets with my picket sign and my and my FUs up, you know, <laughs> to, the, to the state and the men. Um, so I, I completely I agree with that. That that's 
you know, you, you definitely got to walk the talk. And I do see a lot of companies kind of like you're saying, give lip service. Lip, lip service. And not be, it, yeah, and not be genuine. And the, the one thing, too, just to circle back is on that question we had a minute ago was, um, in, let, me, let me just say this. In, in, in speaking on resumes, and from, from my point of view, when I look at a resume, I, yeah, I care where you came from, but I don't really care. I care where you're going. I, I, that, that's right. the main thing. And it's, it, you know what I mean? And it, it's like all these resumes I've been looking at. Um, it's really hard to structure a resume in cannabis to showcase, you know, everything you've done if you weren't in cannabis, but really put effort into why you're in it and where you see yourself going. And, and that's what I was going to say. If people are coming into cannabis, drop the ego at the door. Uh, yeah. Just drop it. Because, and, 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 and this is me, because I did this. I came in, I was like, oh, I got corporate experience. I got this and this. I'm going to come in and do whoop whoop blah, blah, blah. Nah, doesn't work. And, and, and I learned that a little bit, you know, the tougher way. Um, and I still like to, you know, think of myself as a respectable salesperson or whatever. But basically, it doesn't matter where you've been. It matters where you're going. That's my main comment. Um, well, the ego thing, the, the ego thing, that, that there are and it's I, crazy dude yeah and i've I, gone on so many calls and it's like um it's just crazy man i and I, i'm a dogmatic person i unintentionally but um yeah just drop the ego at the door yeah yeah i've met i've met the best grower in the world about a thousand times and <laughs> uh, dude for real i've, I've met uh, all the experts you know and that's one yeah. of the things that we joke about it you know within our model and, and, and in our small <laughs> ecosystem we're not experts we're, we we tr- we work really hard to be professionals, and we're always learning. But we're not uh, fucking experts. Right. Nobody ever is. Right. And you don't I, die an expert. So yeah, I I know what I know, and I can, you know, exactly. I, I I can crush it in what I do. But what I do is is laser focused, and I don't do anything exactly. outside of that. And so it's really just aces <laughs> in their places. And you said something earlier about calling for help and having people fill in. If you don't know, oh, you said you, if you didn't know something, you'd find you connect them with someone who did. I do that a lot, and I, I love that. Um, so that, yeah, I mean, it, it's just it's a fun space. It's challenging, and it, it can it can be interesting sometimes dealing with egos on all sides of it. Where we, you know, we had the rush of of the corporate saviors come in, and they were gonna they were gonna fix everything, and their Silicon Valley experience was going to bring the cannabis industry to heel. And we saw that worked out. And, uh, yeah. So it's interesting. It, really the, the only way to get to know whether someone's full of shit or not is to kind of do what we're doing right here and just get yeah, to right, know people. I, I put it on front street. Yeah, exactly. Ex- exactly. And so much of this industry is reputational. It is. Yeah. And we'll do the economy. We're in a global economy right now. Like it's not even the industry. It's the world. It's just like with social media and, and everything. That's why with our SOP transparency, yeah. smoking mirror. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, that's what we try to focus on is just uh, being honest, transparent. Sometimes we come off a little too honest, but that's what makes us human. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, well, the truth is, is that I run, you know, like you, Shane, I run my mouth for a living. And, uh, and usually by the end of the day, I'm hoarse. <laughs> I just, and I, I just, I'm not, I don't want to listen. I don't want to talk. I just want to stare at the right? wall and like Dang. not let my ear drip out of my brain. So <laughs> I, I mean, it's just, 
yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's all, it's an all consuming labor and the people that are in cannabis love it. No one's, this isn't a job where people are like, Oh, you know, fucking in cannabis. Oh, I wish I could do something else. Everybody's stoked to be in it. Hate my day every day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's, yeah. And that's actually, uh, who was it? Uh, actually a right Russell from not plastic. He told me this a while ago. He's like, I don't remember exactly. I'm a paraphrase. I'll probably fuck it up. But basically he's like cannabis is, it's, it's, you know, it's battle tested, right? It's like the most Mm. exciting industry to be in right now. But on the flip side, like it's fucking hard. Like, oh like, yeah, no, you know what I mean. Long days, no sleep, no pay, hiring, firing. It, it's 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 a pain in the ass, man. But on the other flip side, it's fucking exciting, and, and we feel like we're we're making an impact. Yeah, um, I guess I, that's all that matters, right? There's nothing else that I would I would ever want to do, or or ever have done professionally. I've this is all I've ever done, and uh, right, it it's so. Well, exciting. I'm trying to check out that psilocybin, man. I, I'm checking it out next <laughs> next decade. We'll, we'll see, man. It's me, the shroom well, boom. Yeah. Hopefully there's a legal record for that. That'd be great. Well, Ann Arbor just decriminalized magic mushrooms. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah a, congratulations, yeah. Ann. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah thank man. you. That's what's up. <laughs> yeah. Very, very exciting about that. Um, yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, and there needs to be medical research for all of these things. That's the one thing I can't stand about the federal government not allowing it. We don't know anything about these drugs because we don't study it enough because we don't have federal funding for studying. (laughs) Bottom nine, illegal. Yeah. (laughs) Well, what, uh, what, what questions, thoughts, concerns do you have for me? Cause I'm, we're probably going to wind it down because the way these podcasts go is we'll just keep talking for like three hours. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. For sure. So what Um, questions, thoughts, concerns do you have for me? Uh, basically, I just want to spin it back at you. Tino and I and the, and the team here, we're just curious. You know, we understand the basics of wire and, and cannabis and a little bit about your back, background story, but I'm kind of curious about, like, is Dana like for you and some advice that you could give for others? Mm. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Day in the life for Matt. Okay. Yeah, I know you said, because when you were firing off uh, some of those notes for the call yesterday, you were like, put the little motorcycle emoji and... So that's why I was like, oh, he's a biker. So yeah, I'm just kind of curious, like, who you are, I guess, in your personal life and um, a day in the life of what you do in business and then just any advice for others because you definitely have a different skill set than, than me and obviously subtly different than Tino. Some yeah. of the audience would love to hear that. Yeah, well, yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for the question. I appreciate it. Um, okay, so I am a night owl. Uh, you will, if, if you see me at 5 a.m., it's because I'm going to bed. So... That that's my schedule. I'm typically not up before 10 a.m. If uh, if I'm left to my own devices, I'll sleep till about 11 a.m. And uh, you still in pajamas, Tino? Oh uh, n- no, I've uh, no no I'm not. No, no. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a night owl, and so I keep odd hours, and that's from working second shift my entire life, and then managing a grow which are typically at night. And so I'm just, it's my natural inclination. And then also it's also what my work schedule has been and I'm good with it. I figure as long as I get all my shit done, I don't care what hours of the day it's done. So I get up and you know, people, they say, Matt, what do you do? And I say, well, it depends on the day and it depends on the time of day. <laughs> so <laughs> right. today I got up, had a, 
had an all hands meeting with my web development team. We're working on some projects within handgrown.jobs of having like a Zillow type map for increased UX for job seekers. So they could physically see the jobs on a map. And also it's really interesting that you mentioned Shane that uh, Santino had a video. We're actually 80% done with the development and handgrown.jobs for job seekers to do that. I'm just calling it warm introductions where yeah, your video content is badass, by the way. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, it's like some of the best we've seen me and my business partner were talking about it. Those little videos you have of like you with the jelly beans and like on the phone and stuff. That's, that's great content. Oh yeah. I, I literally just made all that shit up. Like I just, I, I literally made it all up. I have friends that are fashion videographers and photographers and they, they came to me to to some offices and we just shot it. It was really fun. It was so fun. But thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so then usually on a typical day, I'll switch gears about three times. So I get bored. If I do anything for more than two to four hours, I'm just like, oh, I'm over this. Let me go do something else. And so today was web development with Hangro.jobs and then working on some automations within our cannabis of making sure that when people register for an online resume workshop, that they're sent their homework, they're sent communications, reminders, zoom links, all that minutia. Then uh, lasagna for lunch podcast with you guys after this, I'll just, I'll just, I'll, I'll format this podcast, do some little stuff that I've got here for about an hour I've got a sales call to close at two and then I'll have some phone calls, follow-ups after that. And then I'll jump on my Harley, rip around a couple hundred miles, come home, eat. And then I've got some fundraising. I'm, I'm always fundraising for our cannabis. So I've got some fundraising to work, uh, fundraising work to do throughout the evening. And then I'll probably tuck into some Netflix or HBO or something like that for a couple hours and fall asleep. Yeah. That's, that's a typical day is I sounds like me minus the Harley and minus, uh, well, I watch Star Trek. That's my thing, but yeah, no Harley. Yeah. <laughs> Awful yeah. a night out though. I get it. Yeah. What kind of uh, strands are you smoking on right now? You have a, a particular one that's in the garden even? Well, no, we don't. Um, I'm not growing right now and I, I haven't grown for, oh, cool couple years we were rated in 2017 and mm-hmm. we i had a, I had a full-time staff and under a caregiver model i had a, a full-time a full production facility and we lost 1.3 million dollars in assets and federally rated Big no, the, no, that was state came in there. No, not. yeah, no, that, yeah, that was uh-huh. a state in the specialized County. Um, uh, we met the West Michigan marijuana eradication team, the Michigan state police and, um, tax dollars hard at work. Well, yeah, I mean, so they, they came in. So, so to answer your question, Santino, um, not growing anything right now, but to be honest with you, you know, we've, I've won three caregiver cups consecutively here in Michigan and, you know, I I built a dispensary from nothing into 
a very, very profitable business for many years. And I sort of took it to the summit and got raided twice, lost all my shit twice, which is incredibly painful. Was locked up for yeah, it. Yeah, right. It looks like they um, just didn't want to leave you alone. They they didn't. And because we were we were scaled and we were sophisticated, um, you know, it's it's hard to claw claw back. But right. you know, I'm not intimidated. I I have an adverse reaction to cannabis personally. Okay. Stuff that would probably knock a knock a horse out. I will be fucking zooted. Doing a hundred push-ups, riding my bike fifteen miles, and cleaning my house like a crackhead. And for me, it's not that enjoyable. Not enjoyable. No. Yeah, no I can, I can say that. yeah, so I don't smoke I don't smoke very often. Okay. Um when I do, I mean, it'll just be like a just like one little rip of a joint. I'm I'm done. Now, like, I'm gone for like hours. Yeah. Dang. Yes, yeah, so lots of backgrounds out here in the cannabis game, like we were talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. so much, so much skin in the game, but then, yeah, you know, having an adverse reaction to actually. What's uh, what's your favorite story. shop up there right now for dispensaries? What's your favorite one? Oh, I I don't want to throw my hat into that one. Uh, uh, I'm not saying no. <laughs> you don't want to get matched by it. What, so what, what's your favorite brand right now, or what's what's just your favorite project you see besides yourself or like ours in cannabis? <laughs> That's kind of what I'm looking for. Mm. Well, you know, I think it would be like, you know, what's your favorite kid? Well, I like, I like different projects for different reasons. Uh, There's, there's one company, they are very hungry and ambitious and they're scaling and I love their mission. I, I placed a lot of their team members. I've seen a lot of growth with this company and it's just exciting to see them take on some of the larger scale, more established operators. So it's, it's interesting to see them fight it out. And I, I think they're going to do just fine. And then I've got another project where it's a family and they've kind of like sold the farm nice. to get into cannabis. And I've been there. I've, I've, you know, I've, I've put it all on the line a couple times and I know how scary it can be. And I, I know how hard this thing is. And so I love the fact that they're, that they're committed, they're passionate and they have a level ahead enough to seek advice from people that, that can help them. And they, they have a group of people that, that they're working with that are actually worth a damn as far as consultants. And that's, that's exciting. So, you know, I know, I I know I'm sidestepping here. You know what? Let's do this. I'll, uh, I'm I'm just gonna sign off and then I'll 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 talk off off the record. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, don't hang up, but I'm just gonna say goodbye. Okay, so that's been a little bit of just off the cuff conversation between Santino and Shane and I, but we've all got stuff we've got to get to today, so I think we're gonna put it there. And I want to thank you guys for coming on the podcast and sharing your thoughts, opinions, experience, and stories with everybody. So. Thank you. Yeah, likewise, man. We appreciate it. And thanks for sharing everything as well. And we're glad to, ha- to know you and have you in the space. Yeah. And yeah, definitely. I, I would, yeah, I'd definitely like to follow up and just kind of see how things are going and, and just keep in touch. You know, yeah, man, you absolutely. Fantastic. Well, enjoy the rest of your afternoon guys. And thanks for taking the time and we'll talk to you later. All right, man. Have a good one. Everybody. All right. Bye-bye.
Yeah. So, you know, it was, this was recorded in 2020 and (laughs) I didn't know I was a procrastinator, but apparently I am. But, you know, as I listen to this, it's very interesting because it's like a time capsule and I have noticed how much I have changed in, in the two years. And it seems like a much longer period of time just because of all the stuff that was going on in the world. But um, the mission hasn't changed. We've stepped up on the mission. And one of the things that has changed is we saw the, the power of our private company, handgrown.jobs, which I was talking about earlier in the podcast. And we rolled it into the nonprofit because we saw the utility that it could provide, the power that it could provide to the nonprofit. And what that has done is it has sharpened my already laser laser focus into one concise task. And I can say personally, my stress and workload is <laughs> cut in half, but the effectiveness of our programs has gone up. I mean, we were already effective, but it's gone up even more. Nine out of 10. Nine out of 10 people that come through our programs are working in cannabis. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's a, that's a crazy statistic. <laughs> I love it. I, I absolutely love that. So, yeah, I just wanted to kind of share that with you guys that it's just interesting how things change. Now, there – so, anyway – Yeah, that uh, is a reflective perspective on how I've changed and how the organizations that I'm in charge of have changed. And uh, I love it. So if you like what you're hearing, then consider supporting our cannabis through our capital campaign. We're trying to raise $420,000 by April 20th. It's the 420 by 420 capital campaign. It's the first one that we've ever run. So please consider making a gift. It could be tax deductible. Follow the link in the podcast description and consider making a gift today. You will feel awesome knowing that your gift makes the programs that you're seeing and hearing possible and helping people get to work in the cannabis field. So thanks for listening. Please share this with your friends and family. This is Matt Hoffman, and I look forward to seeing you in the cannabis field. Bye-bye.